Incoming! George Shabel, it's been so long since I've spoken with you. I know. I tell. I tell you, man, it's been it's been too long. How you been? Pretty good. Um, good to hear. This is that's George Chapel. I'm Keith Stone. This is George and Keith's musings. We talk about pop culture and things we like. And uh, credit on this one goes to one of our listeners, Dave Brass. <laughs> he came up with this idea. And he's got several others for us too, George. So uh, that, that's great. We'll, we'll have to. He has to get a producing credit. Yep, absolutely. Um, executive producer will pay him the same <laughs> amount that we get. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. I don't. I don't know if I want to split my share of zero with you with him. But yeah. that's that's okay. It's only fair. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, George. We're gonna do right. war movies now. I know I've seen war movies, but when we first thought about the subject, I said, boy, I don't know 10 war movies off the top of my head, but I did some research, but I'm counting okay. on you to drive the bus and I can just say, yes, that is also on my list. But uh, <laughs> So right. you can I, go I will, first. I will drive the Partridge family bus on this one. Sure Please thing. Please do. So you do your okay. first number 10. All right. Well, you know, Going when you know when the uh, idea of war movies was first suggested, I said, "Man, that, that is that's right up my alley. It's one of my favorite genres of movies. I love love a good war movie, uh, and I I do have I completed a, a top ten and several several honorable mentions. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Right. Uh, so my number ten is a fairly recent movie. Uh, I saw it, I think I saw it last year, but it, I think it only came out over over the last couple of years. Uh, but it's an exceptional movie. It's, it takes place on uh, the island of Okinawa at the end of World War II, and it was about a uh, young fellow that uh, was a conscientious objector. And for those of you that don't know, conscientious conscientious objector is someone who uh, has a moral oblig or moral uh, aversion to war and and chooses not to fight. But he wanted to do his part, so he went into the army as a medic, and he actually became the first conscientious objector to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. And he won it on uh, on Okinawa. Now the movie that is depicted in is called Hacksaw Ridge, uh, and the first first part of the movie kind of shows him in training camp. Or not training camp, boot camp, and uh, and kind of some of the troubles that he goes through there as a conscientious objector because he won't touch touch a rifle. Uh, but then it goes and shows what he did on Okinawa, and he basically just went into uh, the the face of the enemy and saved dozens of of Marines uh, and brought them to safety and saved their lives. So. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is an excellent depiction of, of that story, uh, and it's my number 10. All right, very good. Not on my list, George. Okay. Um, I don't have too many recent movies on this list. But okay. my number 10 um, is cause called Torah, Torah, Torah. Oh, uh, yeah. It goes all the way back to 1970, and I, so I'm six years old. And I remember I saw this movie with my dad. So we yeah. also went to the theater when I was six years old to see it. But, <laughs> but the point of it was, um, it was kind of the Pearl Harbor attack 
but it had more of a Japanese point of view. Yes. Um, it was their look at it. And Tora means tiger. I can tell you that. But that was okay. like the code name for the for the Pearl Harbor attack. Okay. Uh I will I will have more to say about that one uh later down the list. George, I thought that'd be the only one that we would that you wouldn't have. I thought it Put that one oh. past you. Oh no, that that's that that has high high regard in in my world. So yeah, I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll mention it later. Okay. Okay. Number nine uh, is a is a war movie. Uh, it's it's also uh, kind of like Hacksaw Ridge. It's separated into two parts. There, the first part is the is the boot camp part, and the second part is the war part. The war part, in my opinion, is just kind of average, but the boot camp part is outstanding it's maybe it's probably the best uh boot camp movie ever and it's full metal jacket uh and the the guy that steals the show is uh arlie ermy I'm, I'm sure we've talked about him before uh the guy was actually in real life he was a marine drill sergeant uh and he was called to this movie to be the technical advisor uh but none of the actors could quite become a, a drill sergeant the way he could. So Stanley Kubrick hired him uh, and put him in the movie and it kind of started his acting career, but he just gives, he is just the uh, just toughest ass drill sergeant. Uh, I think that's ever been put to film. So full metal jackets, my number nine, George, what is your mental malfunction? <laughs> you would rate that movie at number nine. Huh? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> We'll talk about that one later then, too. All right. Fair enough. My number nine uh, is a biopic of World War II General George C. Scott. I mean, well, <laughs> played played by George C. Scott. Yeah, okay. And it was, it was Patton, released in 1970. And it's got that uh, memorable scene where he's standing out in front of the huge flag yes. giving his motivational speech. Um, yeah, that's what I remember most about that movie. And when he slapped that soldier with the gloves, yeah, yeah, uh, just certain things I remember about that. But Patton was a well, he was a great general, and that was a, that was a great movie. It was a great movie, and it's, it's honorable mention for me. But uh, I think I, one of the most memorable lines from that one, I think, is he's standing in front of the flag and he says, No poor son of a bitch ever won a war by dying for his country. You win a you win a war by making the other poor son of a bitch die for his country. There you so go. That, that that's that was Patton in a nutshell right there. Okay, no good. Nice. Yeah, good good choice. Uh, number eight is a movie that I just saw recently. I've seen I probably in the last month or two, but it came out in 1985, and it was actually produced in the Soviet Union. And the movie and and the movie is called Come and See. And come and see it. the 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 title of the movie comes from a phrase in uh, the Book of Revelations, where I think it's like one of the angels of death or something is is talking to somebody saying, "You know, come and see the destruction of war and all that." So that's kind of where where it came from. But the movie takes place uh, in Belarus between the you know the war between Germany and the Soviet Union. And the the star of the movie is this this young kid uh, that that like visually just ages uh, as the movie goes on, just from the the horrors that he's seen. 
and he's just you know and he's he's witness to you know germans coming and just you know destroying this village and killing everyone in it and uh and it's just it's a very heart-wrenching crushing movie uh and it's 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 and it, it's just it's just a great a great war movie i highly recommend it um but it's very very sad never heard of it oh yep. that's why that's why we brought you along george yeah you're my <laughs> war movie guy yep okay my number eight is a movie from 1967 um and it's mostly known for its outstanding cast, but it's called it's the Dirty Dozen. Oh, okay. Um, and it was it's uh what it's about is a it's a behind the line mission just before D Day, and it's considered a suicide mission that no uh, person in their right mind would volunteer for. So they used military prisoners that were serving life sentences, and if they survived the mission, they would pardon them. Okay. Um, yeah. So Charles Bronson, Jim Brown, the football player, yeah. Telly Savalas, Donald Sutherland, Lee Marvin, uh, headline that cast. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting plot and a great, great group oh. of actors. Oh, yeah. I wasn't that, uh, was that Jim Brown's first acting role? I think he was still, he was even still playing football when, when they did that movie, wasn't he? That was 67. I don't know. He only played football for like five years. So yeah. Well, maybe. Well, who knows? But, right. Okay. Good Good choice. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number seven. This is the oldest movie on my list. And it came out in 1957. And it's the second entry from uh, director Stanley Kubrick. And it's called Paths of Glory. Now, Passive Glory stars Kirk Douglas as a French colonel in World War One, and again, this this movie is kind of in two parts. The first part of the movie takes place in the trenches, and this Ger- or this French regiment is ordered on basically a suicide mission to go charge the German trenches, uh, you know, just right in the in the teeth of machine gun fire. And as they doing it, as they're doing this, and they're getting slaughtered. Uh, you know, lot, some of them pull back or they don't complete the mission. Well, the commanding general is, is upset and he wants to he wants to put all of these guys on trial. Uh, and so what they do is they select three guys from the regiment at random and put them on trial for cowardice. Uh, and then the second part of the movie is about the trial. And basically, it's these guys have no chance. They're just kind of railroaded. They're found guilty. And they're and they're shot in front of a firing squad, and it's again, it's just kind of a kind of a devastating movie. It paints the French in a really, really bad light, <laughs> but uh, but the but the the message the message of the uh, of the movie is is exceptional. So, Paths of Glory, that's my number seven. Okay, War Guy, <laughs> never heard of it. Okay, well done. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to go a little bit older for my number seven. Okay, 1963, a great year to be born. Absolutely. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Great Escape. Oh um, yeah, nice one. Took place in a POW camp, and it's basically about how these POWs are trying to escape. They they dig a tunnel. Yeah. Uh, underneath the fence, and I don't think they quite get far enough. They they made an error, but they 
76 POWs ended up escaping. And that's pretty good um, cast as well. Charles Bronson shows up again. <laughs> and then you've got uh, James Garner, not in his Firebird yet. No, yeah. And and Steve McQueen also in that movie. Steve, Steve McQueen on the motorcycle. That was a that was a very iconic scene when he's he's uh, flying around on that motorcycle, getting away from the Germans. Good good call. Good call. So you're telling me that that's not on your list, or Dirty Dozen wasn't on your list? Uh, no, no, they're not. So wow. So, well, we we've got uh, we've got a lot of. You know, I mean, I, I think I think the people out there they like it to see us uh, throw a little variety in there and get a little. They uh, do. Yeah, so so we're we're bringing the people what they want. Uh, here here okay. you go, Dave. Dave Brass, this is for you. That's right. All right. Uh, all right. Number six. Number six. Uh, uh, movie was came out. I think nineteen ninety. Uh, but it's the only uh, movie on my list that that features the Civil War. Uh, so. So we're getting going back further in history for for this war. Uh, re, again, another a really good cast. Um, had uh, Martin Sheen and uh, uh, Jeff Daniels and Tom Berenger, a lot of a lot of a lot of good actors in this one. Uh, Sam Elliott, but the movie is Gettysburg, and I, you can probably tell by the the uh, title of the movie what what the movie's about. It's a, it it actually is about the Battle of Gettysburg. And when they made this movie, it was a really long movie, uh, covered all three days of the of the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, had just an enormous number of extras. They they hired Civil War reenactors to actually be in the movie. And they did this this massive recreation of the Battle of Gettysburg. So just just on an epic scale, it's uh, it's pretty stunning to watch. Uh, probably the best performance I've ever seen Jeff Daniels give uh, as a as a Union Colonel uh, with the uh, with a with a main regiment, and he is uh, he's, he's really really good in that movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, Gettysburg is my number six. That is a good one, and I have heard of it, and I have seen it, but I don't remember all about okay. it. Okay, but uh, yeah, Civil War. Interesting. I don't have any Civil War on my list. You generally think of World War Two, yeah, was like the best, best war movies, and then well, well, I think we got probably some Vietnam come out. Oh yeah, like like right now, <laughs> my number six. That's that was quite is, a segue. Yeah, is Apocalypse Now? Oh okay. Um, where they are, uh, Martin Sheen is trying to find Colonel Kurtz, who was played by Marlon Brando. Yep. Um, Brando Kurtz has gone insane. And uh, Martin Sheen is told to terminate his command with extreme prejudice. And so um, it's during the Vietnam War, made in 1979. And that's what I know about Apocalypse Now. Except, you know, they play that big, uh, big uh, song when the helicopter's flying. The Ride of the Valkyrie. Yeah, with the... uh, Jane or uh, uh, Robert Duvall, yeah, that, that's a great scene. There's an, this this movie made it made my honorable mention, and I I will tell you here's one of my favorite parts about that movie is that uh, um oh 
the guy that plays Indiana Jones, what the hell is his name? Harrison Ford. How could I forget that? Harrison Ford has yeah. kind of a cameo in that movie where he plays a guy. He's, he's an officer, I think. And on his name tag, is his, na- his name is G. Lucas. So you got Harrison Ford playing a guy named George Lucas. No. Yes. Yes. Look for it. Next time you watch Apocalypse Now, there's a short, a small scene with, with Harrison Ford as, as G. Lucas in the movie as a little bit of a Star Wars kind of uh kind of homage. Yeah. It. So so all right. It. All right. Well, we're halfway through moving into the top mm-hmm. five. Uh my number five is a movie that came out uh just two years ago. And I just saw it for the first time uh, probably a couple weeks ago. So as we were starting to put this list together, I saw this movie and it was so good. I had to squeeze it in. It's a movie, but it's a World War One movie and it's called They Shall Not Grow Old. And what They Shall Not Grow Old is it's actually a documentary. It was uh, produced by Peter Jackson, the guy that did all of the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. And he did it as an, to honor his grandfather. His grandfather fought in the trenches in World War I. And basically what they did is they took a bunch of old World War I documentary footage. He remastered like, a, you know, over an hour's worth of footage, uh, increased the frame speed from like 18 frames per second to 24 frames per second. Because you know how like a lot of that old film they the people they move like you know watch Babe Ruth run around the bases he kind of he it's yeah. really kind of stilted movement so what he did is he smoothed out the movement he colorized it and he added and he edited sound in and it's almost like he brought these people back to life it was it's an incredible incredible experience to watch this movie it's 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 almost they say that the critics that watched it who loved it they said it was almost like he resurrected the dead and uh, it's it's just it's an outstanding movie. I highly recommend it to anyone. It's called "They Shall Not Grow Old" uh, by Peter Jackson, and that's my number five. George, you make me feel so pedestrian. <laughs> you're you're digging up all these documentaries uh, and I told you World War One movies, holy war movies. One passion, George, because boxer all right and my number five is very ancient i went with braveheart oh um, wow that's 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 thinking outside the box that's a good one thank you thank you very much um mel gibson plays william wallace and there's robert the bruce and they the two of them uh trying to lead scotland against england for their independence oh, and yeah. wallace wallace is motivated mostly by the killing of his newlywed wife by an English soldier. So that got him motivated to fight against them. So Braveheart, take that. Oh, that that's that's a good one. You know, uh, you know, poor Mel Gibson, he's gotten a lot of tough rap lately, but man, that guy was he was like the top of the world back back then when that came out and that was that was an outstanding outstanding movie. It slipped my yeah. mind. So I, I give you credit for that one. That was a uh, all right. That, that's a that's a fine a fine uh, entry. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. <laughs> All 
All right, number four. I'm I'm going foreign language on you again. I already threw the the Soviet movie. Dude. This is another this, but this one, this is an exceptional movie. And my son would be un, to, he'd be unhappy with me if I didn't put this on there. I have to make more rules. <laughs> the movie is Das Boot. Uh, okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's a German uh, German movie uh, about submarine warfare uh, in. Uh, in World War II, uh, German U-boat uh, crews had, I think, like the highest casualty rate of anyone in the in the German military. Uh, and you know, for a while there, they were the they were the terror of the of the North Seas and sinking shipping. But as soon as the Allies got their act together, uh, German became the hunted. And this movie really depicts that very well. Uh, I think they get they try to go pass through the Straits of Gibraltar and they get they get knocked down and they get they end up on the bottom of the ocean and they got some engineers got to work and try and get them out and it's just it's it's very claustrophobic and uh, very tense, uh, very suspenseful, uh, excellent excellent war movie. So Das Das Boot. Okay, I've heard of that. So it's not okay. so so obscure. So good. All right. Okay, uh, number four for me is, and I don't understand the spelling of the title, but it's Inglorious Bastards. Oh, and that's a good one. They spell bastards with an E instead of an A. Not quite getting it. But and Inglorious, they spell differently too. They do? Yeah. G-E-I-N-G-L-O-U-R-I-O-U-S. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tarantino's all over the place. Yep. So... What it's about is it's a group led by Brad Pitt trying to hunt down all the Nazis at the end of World War II. And uh, Pitt's group just happens to be all Jewish. So they are really out for blood. And the guy they're chasing is is played by Christopher Waltz, who's an SS uh, agent. And um, but also chasing them is a woman who owns this theater. And she, her, her family was killed by the Nazis. Yeah. So she plays along and plays nice. It's an alternate version of history. So um, it's not, it's, it's fiction. Yeah. She plays, she plays nice and she's going to have this big movie in her theater about how great the Germans are and Hitler and Goebbels are going to be there. Yeah. And so. And then what her plan was to catch the theater on fire, bar the doors, and then all those Germans would uh, die in the fire. Yeah. And so she got to him before Brad Pitt could get to him. Yeah. And I thought this, that was a pretty clever plot. It, that, you know, I, I love that movie. And again, that's that slipped my mind, too. Uh but I know Christoph Waltz was just outstanding in that. He was he was so he was such a good villain. Um, yes, he was. Yeah, very very memorable. Excellent excellent movie. Good good selection. Thank you. All right, number three. This is where I've got the uh, tiger tiger tiger, or as we know it better, okay. Tora Tora Tora. Uh, again, yeah, I remember when it, it, it came out. Um, it was kind of like it was kind of the first war movie that I ever really saw. Um, 
you know, a very, very grand and epic scale. Uh, the special effects were great watching the, the recreation of the of the assault on, on Pearl Harbor. And 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 it was it actually was kind of like two movies in one. It was uh, it had a Japanese director and an American director. So the Japanese director directed all the Japanese parts and the American. So you kind of got the, the battle. Not not only it was you saw it from both sides and from both different viewpoints, having, you know, different directors. So I, I thought that was that was a really uh, clever approach and uh, just a very, very memorable movie for me. So, yeah, Torah, Torah, Torah at number three. Nice. My number three is a movie near and dear to both our hearts because we went and saw it when we were up at Central <laughs> um, and there was a song at the beginning that we love to sing because it opens like the whole first half of the movie is at uh, a wedding scene and the, uh, oh, yeah. and the reception they're out there. And I think somewhere either, I think it's Pittsburgh, but yeah, it's, it was, it, yep. it's deer hunter. Um, and the song they sang was that I love you, baby. Yeah. We used to sing that song <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, but it had Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken as the stars and the most memorable scene in that movie is the Russian roulette scene. Oh, that was, yes. Chilling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, it was, um, the Americans versus the, um, the Vietnamese and just the, just the intensity of, uh, again, it'd be, They'd scream, pull the trigger, and hope after that. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, very, very tense scene. And then yeah, and Christopher Walken ended up uh, losing, losing that game. That was, that was, yeah, great movie. Uh, yep. Another, another one slipped my mind. So, so good, good call, George. I'm, <laughs> I'm crushing you. <laughs> all right, number two. Um, we, you, you all know how how I love love me some Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood was not in this movie at number two, but he did direct it. Uh, he directed my the second greatest war movie of all time, and it's called Letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, and it takes you know it takes place as you would expect on Iwo Jima. It's it's told from the Japanese point of view, um, and just kind of shows the uh, the hardships that a lot of these guys were kind of going through as they were waiting for the Americans to approach and they were, you know, they were all told that, you know, you're going to, you're basically, they meant the, the Japanese leadership made no bones about it. said you were going to die on this Island. So this is, you know, so basically that was their mindset. And, uh, but the, the main, the main character was this, this, just this poor Japanese private who was in, in uh, his private life was a baker and he had a, he had a wife and a child and you know he would he spent a lot of his time you know writing letters to them uh and it was only years and years later after uh you know people went back to iwo jima and they they discovered all these japanese letters that were written and and never delivered so so the movie Hmm. kind of just tells that battle uh from the japanese viewpoint directed by clint eastwood uh exceptional exceptional heartbreaking uh movie well done. Yeah. Um, number two on my list is it's kind of a uh, you know there's two movies in one on this one. The second part of the movie 
was, uh, I think it was Matt Damon, and they were looking to the group of soldiers, and they were looking for one <laughs> particular soldier because the mother had already lost four of her sons in the war. Yeah. And they were looking for Private Ryan. The movie was saving Private Ryan. Yes, um, it was. Also, Tom Hanks was the leader of the group that was looking for uh, Ryan. But the thing that blew me away, the opening, I don't know how many minutes of the movie, yes. is, is a very graphic depiction of the landing uh, at, at, during D-Day. Yes. Um, the, the brutality of the Americans, they would, they would drop those gates down and immediately be gunned down. Yeah. Now, why weren't we smart enough to depict, to make a, a, a landing craft that had the gate in the back? I don't know, <laughs> but it was really hard to watch. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's why that movie is my number one. So I'll just go in and start. We can go right into that. Um, yeah. Okay, it, take over. It, ex- exceptional movie. It, it was, I remember watching it and, it, and the first time I saw it, uh, it was actually having dinner at the time. And when the movie started, I remember it was like 20 or 30 minutes went by that first opening scene I didn't, I didn't take a single bite. I was just, I was dumbfounded just watching this movie. And from what I understand from, from people that were actually on Omaha beach on that day, uh, they say that that movie depicted what it was really like more accurately than, than any other movie that's ever, ever come out about it. And they say, so they say that was that opening scene uh, more accurately captured the, just the brutality of what war is. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think, and, and, and Steven Spielberg just, just nailed that one, uh, perfectly. Um, now the reason, yeah, the reason you can't, you can't exit those boats off the back, by the way, is that they're designed to go up on, on the sandbar and, and, and open down there. If you went out the back, it'd be too deep and, and guys would probably drown. So it's okay. Yeah. Well, good information. Yeah. yeah. So but uh, uh worked against us uh, yeah but anyway so that was my number one what do you what else you got well what is better than I saving private earlier. ryan full metal yeah. jacket man. <laughs> okay um arlie emery and and he's uh he's driving uh gomer pile to to insanity yep um right you see right in our in our face how he starts going nuts and his his eyes is getting the, he's getting the crazy mm-hmm. eyes and uh and so that's the first part of the movie like you said is during during uh the basic training yes now the second part is really not that the, anything could keep up with the first half of the movie but the second half of the movie was kind of a yawner um we followed matthew modine who was playing a journalist journalist yep. and he was yep. like getting soldiers points of view of the war and stuff like that. And that was, that was really a bad mix. I yeah. Thought. The, uh, well, and that, yeah, Arlie Ermey stole the movie and it, it was, it was unfortunate that he got killed like, like what, 40, 45 minutes into it. So, but yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Sure All right. Uh, All right. So that is it. I, I have one honorable mention. I've got to say, uh, you know, speaking, okay. speaking of Clint Eastwood, 
one of one of my all-time favorite movies is, is Kelly's Heroes. And Kelly's Heroes is a story takes place during World War II and, and Clint Eastwood is uh is plays Kelly and he leads this this band uh to go behind German lines to steal uh a bunch of Nazi gold. And the only reason did I I just considered it it's more of a heist movie than a war movie so i i didn't put it on my list but i i love the movie anyways and you know and, and likes uh like the dirty dozen it's got uh telly savalas and it's got donald sutherland has some other uh, don rickles in in a in a in a warish movie so it's uh it's got a, yeah. it's got a great cast it's a great great movie it, i just didn't quite classify it as a war movie so but I, I still had to. Yeah, I gave. It's got Clint Eastwood in it though, so I so you gotta love it. Right, I gave that consideration. Believe oh, it. Oh, good. I, that was that was probably number eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any honorable mentions, so I don't have to be eleven. <laughs> well, okay, my choices were better, but you knew a lot more about these obscure war <laughs> movies, so. You get credit for that. Jim. All right. Well, I'll, I guess I guess I'll take that. Hey, if you get, I but I, I I do I recommend them. They're good movies if you get a chance. Absolutely. Um, okay. Very good. We have a list to work from, um, and we will do that. So we'll be back. We didn't die. Nothing's going on like yeah. that. <laughs> so this is uh, George and Keith's musings, and we will be back one of these weeks. Yeah. Uh, George. Good talking Good to talk you. Good talk to you too, man. Take care.